Around Comics, Episode 48. Chicago, this is Around Comics, a weekly roundtable discussing topics in and around the world of comics. I'm your host, Christopher Neesman, and I am joined, as always, by my partner in crime and the co-host of the show, Brian Salazar. I've been ruckified. <laughs> and next is the straw that stirs the drink, our Around Comics regular, Mr. Tom Caters. We're going to rock you. <laughs> That's good, huh? Thanks, guys. Yeah, thank you. Well, as you may have already time. guessed, um, uh, hello, uh, hello to everyone out there. We know there are probably hello, uh, a lot Portland. of folks listening to us for the first time because of our chat with Greg Rucka this week, and uh, we'll get to that in just a moment. It will actually be the first part of a two-part episode <laughs> with uh, with Mr. Rucka. But first, I would like to let everyone know that this episode of Around Comics is sponsored by YouBuyNow.com. Looking for good prices on action figures and toys? YouBuyNow.com continues to bring in new items each and every week. They carry a bit of everything, but their focus has always been on superhero and comic book action figures. Stop by their site and subscribe to their weekly newsletter to get regular updates on what has been released and what has been made available for pre-order. Check out some of their newest items like the Han Solo, mini, uh, Han Solo Blaster Mini Replica, the Clone Trooper Mini Bust, and figures and scenery creations from the Marvel Icons and Marvel Legends Masterwork series. Go to youbynow.com today and use your Around Comics, all one word, coupon code to save an additional 10% off. Youbynow.com, check them out today. And thank you to youbynow.com. Uh, Around Comics is recorded every Friday from 7 to 9-ish at uh, Dark Tower <laughs> Comics <midnight>. and <laughs> Dark Tower Comics midnight. and Collectibles, located at 4835 Northwestern Avenue in Chicago. Chicago. If you're in the area, like a bunch of other people, please drop by and, and say And you might hello. meet such talented people as Mike Norton, John Suntress, Dave Walker, Mark Beatty. Or listen to Greg Rucka. There you go. <laughs> Crank. Chris Craig is here. Uh, speaking of Dark Tower, Dark Tower, Word Balloon, and Around Comics are proud to announce the Chicago Minicon coming October 14th from 2 o'clock to 5 o'clock. We will welcome some of Chicagoland's best and brightest for a signing at Dark Tower. You can meet Bill Reinhold, Francesco, Michael Overi, Dave Wachter, Mike Huddleston, Scott Johnson, Jason Millay, Raphael Nieves, Steve Bryant, Tom Kelly, Glenn Cody, Doug Clava, <laughs> and more. So mark your calendar and come into Dark Tower on October 14th for the signing, sketches, door prizes, and be witness to the live recording of our 50th episode. <laughs> the least exciting <laughs> thing happening. <laughs> Get ready for the Woo-hoo! longest Saturday of your life. <laughs> and, and I think that we are going to add some more people to that list. We've been receiving emails from other area creators, so I think we're going to have a really good time on that. Day. Hey, Chris. What are you doing on October 7th? I am going to 24-hour comic book day <laughs> where cartoonists from around the world Scripted. will face off or will face the 24-hour face, <laughs> face off to the death. Yeah. We'll face the 24-hour comic challenge to help these cartoonists, some uh, some comic book stores, educational institutions, libraries, businesses, and comics clubs will host special 24-hour comics day events. 
They'll provide cartoonists with a space to work, access to food and drink, and camaraderie. <laughs> camaraderie. <laughs> Hugs. The one Hugs I will, the one I will be attending is at Buy Me Toys. It is at 6327A University Commons in South Bend, Indiana. Uh, so if you're in the South Bend, Indiana area next Saturday, come on by and see our buddy Stop at Andy in the morning. Jewett. Mm, yeah, stay there all 24 hours. Uh, I think it's like 8 to 8 or something like that. It's actually not midnight to midnight. So, uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Mm-hmm. Is that 24? That's still 24 hours. It's 24 so, hours. So, well, well, then just show up show up whenever. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, it I guess it's three. actually October 7th <laughs> and 8th. Technically. Hmm. Oh, so. okay. All right. So uh, a, a couple other uh, uh, brief announcements here. Uh, first of all, I'm going to kick Sal's ass in fantasy football this week. Yeah, so whatever. Get ready for that. Like that's something tough to do. <laughs> yeah, your team sucks. Uh, our September contest, the Around Comics Trivia Contest, is heating up, and competition is fierce. <laughs> Sal, can you tell everyone yeah, Tom, about... Tom slit somebody's hamstring today. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'd cheat. I'd cheat, and I hurt somebody. Uh, well, yeah. Tom, Tom's actually fallen. Uh, last time we recorded, you were sitting up on top, and now he's I think fallen you're almost as fast place. as the St. Louis Cardinals. Hey, in there. shut up! Oh, well, sorry. Uh, um, the questions <laughs> talked about my Cardinals. I enjoyed the 1997 <laughs> questions, like who died, and three of the four characters have died, and then I have to guess what year this person wrote this question. <laughs> hey, it's a free trivia. No, yeah, show. I know. I understand so the limitations. So when, when this form. episode airs, I think we'll have. Uh, another five days left on the contest so uh, if you want to join in on the fun uh, and you're coming late to the party you can certainly do so it has been a lot of fun just go to aroundcomics.com uh, the show uh, under contest. the show contest trivia challenge or there's a great thread about it on the forum prepare Absolutely. to be mocked uh, the, uh, the hotline one eight 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 six five gcast give us a call leave us a voicemail we had uh, a bunch of voicemails. Yeah, we uh, actually have some voicemails we have we'll get to a little bit later in the show. Uh, okay. So we have, uh, three of them. We would uh, you know, want to do it now. Esteban89 <laughs> makes his triumphant later. return. Everything's yes. always later in the show. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Wait shop it around comics. <laughs> yeah, go buy stuff at ours. Uh, yeah, we, we yeah. Help us out, Amazon. Things for drinking, wearing, and whatever. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, yeah, shop. Uh, it's uh, at the, the homepage, uh, Cafe Press, aroundcomics.com slash shop. Uh, the Long Box of Love. It's a cartoon. It's not a cartoon. It's a webcomic. It is a series of graphic images shown in a sequential form <laughs> that tell a funny or amusing story. <laughs> Anecdotal by the by the, the truly fantastic Brian Bowles. Uh, if you are a subscriber, look for the uh, Greg Reckon one that'll be out when this episode is released. Yes, which actually Greg has already seen it. How did he see it? I emailed it oh, uh, to oh, Maggie, and I guess she sent it on uh, to him. He did so, enjoy it. Yes, and and so he Brian, laughed. he loves. So it, if loved Greg your, liked it, <laughs> just imagine how much fun you'll have with it. Yes, uh, the. Around Comics newsletter, you can sign up for that. Sure. Site, blah blah blah. Okay, Frapper. Uh, I'm gonna let you do this out because <laughs> we had a ton of people sign up. Sure. For the well, map. if you don't know what Frapper is, it's just a little mapping system. You can go on our white website under the uh, community section. There's a, a link for our Frapper map, and you can punch in your zip code, and it'll put a little placer, a uh, little marker on the map showing where yeah, you're it's at. It's kind of neat to see where a bunch of the people yeah, that listen to the show. We're on look. there. The show, the 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 shop is on there, and How we've had about eighty. Yeah, so you can go and hunt them down. 
How loud bother would them, take if you got, borrow their comics. If all of a sudden, in the middle of the night, you wanted to go visit their house, how long would it take for you to walk <laughs> no, there? No, Tom, don't okay. give people ideas. <laughs> all right, so who are it our It doesn't new give addresses, it just uh, gives your who, who are our new uh, Well, we've had some new ones this week. Uh, Ian Gilroy from Reading England. Vernson. Hello, Mike. Oh, there's my oh, terrible. Jesus thank you, thank you. Uh, Vernson from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Uh, Ocean Drive. Oh, and he said, uh, oh, and he left a little shout out that said, "Next slot, the Muggles podcast." Yes, yes. One day, um, one day we will <laughs> topple those Muggles. Thank you. Uh, Ocean. This is a weird name. Ocean Druin from mm-hmm. Tokyo, Japan. Yay. Hello, and he Hello, said Tokyo. he said something I don't understand at all. Turtles all the way. Down. Down. Oh. Turtles all the way down. What does that mean? I have no is that idea. A, Answer us. Is that a Answer this question, Tokyo Ocean. joke? Yes, oh. Ocean, call the hotline and, and yeah. tell us what you mean. Michael W. from Victoria, Australia. That's our second Victoria, Australia forever. I wonder if they know each other. We're hot in Victoria. If not, maybe they should yes. become friends. Uh, John Mahoney from Norton, Massachusetts. Hello, Northeast America. <laughs> Christian Sager or Sager from Sager. Atlanta, Atlanta, Georgia. Hotlanta, <clears throat> Gerard Vanderwall from Rotterdam, Holland. Zood, Zood Holland? Zood Holland. Uh, and he said, okay, maybe not as cool as Andy Parks, but here I am all frappered up. Much love to Around Comics. Keep up the great podcasting, guys. We will. Thank you, Gerard. Keep listening. Uh, Xanthus from Bloomsburg, Pennsylvania. Area code 212 from New York, New York. Which is probably um, area code 212. Yeah. Antonio Vieira from Luris Lisbon. Boa y Vale de Tejo, Portugal. Thanks so much for That's that. That's why I had you read the frappers. And he hi, said, I'm from Portugal. Hi, I'm from Portugal. Or, hi, from Portugal. Keep up the great show, guys. We'll try. Uh, Robbie from Minneapolis, Minnesota. Sorry to your Vikings, but, you know. Had to happen. Uh, James Shirley Jr. from Columbus, Ohio. Bears. Mike Keller Mikkeller from Burnsville, Minnesota. Another Viking fan. Well, we don't know I would that. say that would well, yeah, it's possible. Mike Keller, and he's just being very, uh, very clever. Oh, ah. or Mike Lillard. Stephen Arian from Leeds, England. And Trevor Pearson from Austin, Texas. What's uh, happening, Trevor? Excellent. <laughs> well, uh, I hopefully all those people who sent up for the Frapper are able to spread some AC love. Oh. You can do that by taking us up on the Listener LCS Challenge. You can go to the homepage, uh, go to the Listener LCS Challenge button, download our PDF flyer, and if your shop is able to display that in their store, uh, like The Source Comics and Games at 1601 West Lapin Tour Avenue in Falcon Heights, Minnesota, or California Cards and Comics located at 9139 East Stockton Boulevard in Elk Grove, California, we'll mention them on the show. The Falcon Heights, Minnesota, not Falcon Heights, California. Oh, oh, Minnesota, too many California. Okay, Falcon Heights, Minnesota. Sorry, Sorry Dan. Um, Podcast Hi. Alley, if you can throw us some uh, a review, or not a review, a vote there. And my personal favorite, the iTunes Music Review. We had a good one this week mm-hmm. uh, from Deadshot. He said, MuggleCast is no, childish. Tom's got to read this oh, one. Oh, go ahead, Tom. MuggleCast is childish. For mature, sophisticated discussion of contemporary literature, tune into Around Comics every Monday and occasionally during the week. Well, I'm going to have to correct him because Monday is a part of the week. <laughs> Maybe they let that roll on occasionally Mugglecast, later, but, <laughs> but not on this serious literature. The, for the most entertaining and often insightful comic book commentary anywhere online, all from a crack team of amazing panelists. Crack being the it's, key word. It's certainly the best and only comic book podcast I listen to. Well, and I, we encourage blinders to other yes, podcasts. Yes, you know, we're, we're signing people up for... <laughs> for we encourage you not to listen to <laughs> What do you call it? Uh, 
I can't think of the word. I'm, never mind. Time. It doesn't matter. It wasn't that funny anyway. And and Sal, what, what, what was uh, <laughs> what was Mike Heller's? Uh, what? M- Mike Heller is the next one. It is. Yes. Oh, he said uh, no. It's M Diddy. No, yeah. He said Andy Park's coolness is overrated. He's not your only listener. But you can still be as cool as Andy Park. He only gave us four stars. Well, I guess he was like upset because we only talked about be as cool as M Diddy eighty, or at least have a cool screen name. I call right? bullshit M Diddy eighty. Call bullshit. Well, okay, we can keep rolling. <laughs> All right, here we go. <laughs> okay, so thank you, Exclusive. everyone. Exclusive. That's the word I was looking for about Exclusive. five minutes ago. Exclaim that we've. Yeah, never mind. Yes. Okay. Slowly <laughs> grinding to a halt. If everyone out there couldn't already uh, sniff out the uh, miracle of post editing, <laughs> we are actually recording the intro to the show before our interview, so we can. You mean after? After. Yes, before after. See, I, it's the whole time thing. We I'm already totally talked to Greg Rucka. Yes. And Chris's head exploded, so we're, we put the pieces back together, and now we're doing and then the intro. Blow out the scented candles. It was good. I really liked it. He made him muffins. Uh, it was great. It right, okay. was fantastic. Well, let's let the interview speak for itself. Way to go, Tom. <laughs> let's listen to Greg Rucka. <laughs> He's one of the architects of DC's 52. He's also the writer of such titles as Wolverine, Batman, Wonder Woman, Gotham Central, Adventures of Superman, and my personal favorite, Queen and Country. He is Mr. Greg Rucka. Greg, welcome to the show, and thank you for being on Around Comics. Well, thank you very much for inviting me. We, we do have to preface everything by saying your name has become a running joke on our show. <laughs> um, and not in a bad way. It's just that at some point every episode, Chris mentions either you or Queen and Country. And uh, yeah, I was going to say. It's part of the drinking game. <laughs> it's part of the around yeah, comics drinking well, game. Well, I saw the cartoon, the, uh, the one-page Q&C. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the show, Operation Monkey Balls. Oh, that's right. Um, uh, Long Box of Love, uh, Brian Bowles' uh, webcomic oh. <laughs> will be coming out. How, 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 yeah, my, my head is, is exploding right now. <laughs> I thought it was really funny. <laughs> that was pretty cool. We actually, we actually got an, an email from one of our listeners that they have started the Greg Rucka uh, drinking game. Every, every time we say your name in an episode, <laughs> take a shot. Greg Rucka, Greg Rucka, Greg Rucka. They're going to be really shit this yeah. And then oh. we play we play the other drinking game whenever we have a guest on and we uh, kiss their ass. <laughs> you have to drink. You have to drink. <laughs> and the guest has to drink. Yeah. And that started with, started with Andy Parks. Andy Andy started that on us. So I hope you have a bottle nearby. Yeah. I'll I'll drink got one with a great shirt. <laughs> we'll wave it. We'll wave You'll it need it by the end of this one. All right, guys, um, let's get started. Um, Greg, we we talked to you last year at Wizard World Chicago, and, and at the, the time, you had been incredibly busy, not just in comics, but as a novelist with your Queen and Country work, and we didn't think that there was any way that you could get busier than you were at that time, but we were really wrong. Uh, what has the last year for you been been like as a writer? Exhausting. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean seriously, it's just, it's just been brutal. Um, I was talking to, uh, as you might imagine, uh, Jeff Johns, Grant Morrison, Mark Wade, and I all had several conversations this week, um, and we're all so tired. It's just like. It's, it's been a marathon, you know, and we're coming up on the end of it from where we are. It's funny to me that 
this is week 21, you know, and I'm writing week 38 right now. So if that gives you an idea of how far ahead we are on 52. And to, to be at week 38 when week 21 comes out, required to, we've been doing this for over a year now. And it's been grueling. And then you add to that, you know, which is this nine to five job, as far as I'm concerned. It's like 52 is my day job. Then you add to that, uh, the Kodiak novel I've been trying to finish for the last several months, um, Queen and Country, Checkmate, um, and then anything else that might, I'll say, come by. Like I did a, I did another Perfect Dark novel, um, that got put to bed. I think like two weeks ago now. Uh, so it's, it's been, yeah, it's been nonstop. I, I, I really have, I have this fantasy that at some point I'm going to be able to just take a month off. <laughs> teach myself how to read for pleasure and things like that. Um, once again, because I don't know how to do it anymore. I, I, I can't read for pleasure anymore. I don't have the time. This is the saddest podcast ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we should all be, everybody weave for drag. No. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not fishing for sympathy. I, mean, I, I hate bad. I mean, I'm working very hard, but I'm working very hard at, at, at a job that I love, and I would be a fool, you know, to look at, at, at any part of its anatomy as a gift. You know what I mean? This is... I, I get to write for a living, man. What did every writer have my problems? Yeah. So, well, but I, yeah, sorry. Oh, if I uh, can get on, I'll stop. Oh, <laughs> no, 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 we're here to I was going to say, you mentioned 52, and I, I've, I've been loving 52 the whole way. And one of the things I've enjoyed about it so much is that as a sort of a rare thing in comics that you get to see characters sort of finding themselves over the course of a set of issues. It was very much like, to me, when I read it, all the characters like Ralph Dibney and The Question and Renee Montoya, it's all very much about these characters finding themselves or sort of defining what they are. And it's really cool to read it over such a long period of time where you can take time to really see these characters grow. That, that's, that's great to hear. It's something that I think we're very aware of, is that we have, and it's interesting as well, because when we started, we were all like, well, we have time. So we have 52 issues. And then, of course, as, you know, like I said, I'm writing week 38, and that's 14 more to go. Uh, and we're running out of time. And all of a sudden you're like, how do we make Ralph Dibney a man again? We <laughs> how are we going to fit that in? <laughs> somebody, somebody leaked week 30 to you? What? <laughs> do, do you guys have a countdown going in your, in your conferences where you're like, oh, God, only 14 more to go? I think we all have sort of a mental countdown going, but it's not its not as if it's an, oh, God. I, I really do think the marathon um, analogy might be the best one, which is, you know, at a certain point you go, uh, only 12 more miles, well, only 11 more miles, only, because you can, you can love what you're doing. It's still is hard work. Uh, and there's another thing, which is we, we have to have the count going because everything is, is plotted uh, in some cases very tightly and in some cases very loosely, but we started 52 knowing how every everybody's story was going to end. And this, hasn't been, um, this wasn't an example of us sitting down and going, hey, you know what, let's use John Henry and just come up with something. <laughs> just start writing. We picked, yeah, we picked John Henry for a very specific reason, 
And then the choice of the character and uh, the choice of uh, sort of the thematic concerns we wanted to address with him come together, and that's how we come up with the story. So before we even started writing, can you guys still hear me? I can't tell. Yes. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Before we even started writing, we all knew where the stories were going and where each of them would end. Now, how they would get to their ends in some cases wasn't perfectly clear. Um, and in other characters' cases, it was like, well, obviously it'll be this, 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 and this. So when I say I'm looking at, you know, 14 weeks to go, I'm looking at a certain number of the storylines that still have to resolve. And in those 14 issues of 20 pages each, uh, how many pages in those issues will be devoted to whose story? How many pages will go to Ralph? How many pages will go to Black Adam? How many pages will go to the space heroes and things like that? And and there is um, there's an element of logistics that comes into play. It's all it's almost like the second half of the. It's almost like I I heard your interview with with our buddy John Suntris, and it's almost like the the chess game of the single issue where you only have so many moves left to make, and it sounds like you guys are at that point in the series now. That's that's exactly it. And, uh, you know, there was, uh, there was this musical in the 80s called Chess um, that had this, uh, it's going to date me horribly, it had like this, the, the single from this musical was One Night in Bangkok, which was this sort of rap about a chess tournament in Bangkok. But in the musical, the, the, the end of the musical has a song um, that talks about how, you know, each game of chess means that there's one less variation of the game left to be played. And and there are times when I find myself really thinking of that analogy. Every time you commit something to the page, you are limiting the number of moves you have left. Um, It's one of the reasons why, in general, I don't write many uh, double-page splashes. Two whole pages, man. <laughs> and then two whole pages on one image, it had better be one hell of an image, because that's two story pa- storytelling pages that I'm not getting back, you know? And there are other writers who are going to tell you, well, that's, that's the purpose of the medium, is to give you those two big pages of beautiful, glorious art. Um, and I wouldn't disagree with that. That's not the kind of storyteller I am. That's the only real difference there. You know, it's, it's poorly with me to lose that much real estate. So. Well, with, with 52, you know, one of the things that I, as a reader, had to sort of look at um, after reading it for a while was, and, and you had touched on this before, that I, I wasn't used to reading a story that was going to play out in so many issues. Um, was there any concern on on your part, or the you know you and and, and Grant and and Mark and and John um, about readers coming to it with that sort of perception? Because I found myself in some ways, I mean, some issues I was, you know, I was like, well, I'm, I, I wasn't so sure about it. I wasn't sure if I liked it. I you know, and then the next issue I really liked, and then the issue after that, oh, I wasn't so sure about. It. But then I kind of realized that it was not the story, it was the way I was reading it. I wasn't looking at it as a 52-issue story. I was looking at each issue like just another 22-page comic book. Um, I think 
I think that's uh, very. I think that's very astute, and honestly, it wasn't something I had considered um, because to me it had seemed perfectly obvious that you weren't going to be able to read this like a normal comic, um, and that was a mistake on my part. I think that for a lot of people, it was something that they had to shift to. They they, they had to adapt to, to reading Fifty Two. The way we like to view it, and I think we still do, is that. You know, if you didn't like something that happened in week six, or you didn't like, say, reading about the question in Montoya, or reading about Booster, there was always going to be something else. You know, if you didn't want six pages of Booster, well, guess what? Here are three pages with Will Magnus and eight pages with Black Adam. And we wanted 52 to have uh, something for everyone in that sense, so that if you didn't want so space, you know, space opera in the grand sense, you could have uh, sort of noir hard-boiled PI. Uh, and if you didn't want, you know, noir hard-boiled PI, you could get pure superhero action. But it, it, you know, because when we were in it, and, and we're still in it, we see it as a macro. We don't see it in the individual issues. We don't see it in terms of uh, what, and and it's hard to remember what it looks like to a fan who doesn't know what's going to happen in week 20 when they read week 11, you know? Uh, that's the gift laugh for us, is that it becomes very hard to remember what it looks like from the outside. Aroundcomics.com, your source for discussion, news, and reviews about your favorite comics and creators. New podcasts available every Monday. Go to www.aroundcomics.com brings me like you know to checkmate I, I mean and and that's a lot of the things that i i really appreciate about your work is that you don't you don't dumb it down for your audience you don't you write the story you want to write but sometimes you know like with checkmate I, I i was confused that first issue i was confused i had no idea what was going on i didn't know most of those characters not being a long time dc reader and it was really kind of hard for me to get through it until you understood that you weren't supposed to know who they exactly. Were. Until I understood that, but but do you you know do you worry about that type of thing? I know you can't, but I, I you know it's, I, I go back and forth on that. Um, I I don't think that well it goes back to what I was saying earlier. I, I think that readers are smart. I think readers will rise to. Uh, material. I think if you like dumb material, then then readers will lower their expectations for it. Um, and if and and if you make the story something worth working for, there are readers who will work for it. I personally find it more rewarding, you know, to come into a world and at the start going, I'm not sure I understand what's going on here. If if it's as long as it, it's not entirely, you know, uh, obtuse and impossible. To decipher, uh, I think I think it's fine. The problem becomes when you make people wait for too long to decipher it. Um, I, I wanted that first issue of Checkmate in particular to be. Uh, it, it needed to start for me very clearly saying, "Look, here's the organization, and it's it's extant in the D." DCU, it exists, you, you're coming in late on the process. And 
at the same time in, in, in starting the story like that, very deliberately setting it up to say, but here I'm going to give you everything you need to know uh, as quickly as possible. So, you know, there's that big sequence in that first issue that's in the Security Council, and you see the roster, and you get the headshots, and there's an explanation given as to what the organization is doing and why it does it. Um, but we want to know the complete bio of each character. <laughs> well, well, that's the problem. And I mean, they, you know, you laugh, and it goes back to that, you know, the, the dangerous internet. Um, or, or a slacker would call it that, that dangerous interweb. The interwebs. Um, the series of tubes. <laughs> but, you know, people, there are people out there who are like, well, uh, I don't want to know. Fire would never be there. Therefore, it's bad. It's like, well, maybe she's there for a reason. You know, oh, well, yeah. Yeah, gosh, I didn't consider that maybe you had thought about it. <laughs> people, people had, oh, you would have thought that I had raped him. And then, like, you know, set fire to him and scattered his ashes the way people were talking about my use of Alan Scott in issue one. You know? And then by issue four, they're like, no, you can't leave. <laughs> do you, you think, know? Do you... Like, you know, maybe I just give me a little benefit of the doubt that I kind of considered what I was doing and knew why I was picking these people. Well, I think maybe that's because, and not to defend people that that you know are, are like that but do you think maybe it's because we're so used to not having that kind of quality thought put into a book before it's published wow how that's um i suppose that's a fair criticism um but how it, it, it goes we now we now are in a position where it goes you know we're talking about this in Two different, um, I want to say two different hands. On the one hand, I, I can say, yes, all right. Fandom has been treated quite badly in the past by writers. You know, they have taken characters that people have loved, uh, or characterizations that have been held here, and they've thrown them out the window arbitrarily. Um, they have taken, for instance, great heroes and turned them into villains. Uh, and they have taken, Stories where, you know, we've taken the Justice League International and turned it dark, you know? Um, and I can understand a fan reaction that says, well, I don't trust you guys. Uh, but at the same time, on the other hand, I would like to think that there's a benefit of a doubt at work. The question is this. I mean, do you guys... When I started reading comics, I didn't give a rap's ass who wrote it. You know? Yeah. I was reading for the characters. I, I, I was with him because I wanted to know what happened to Superman. I didn't care who wrote it. Um, the older I got, the more aware I became of the writers, and the more I discovered, wow, I like what this writer does. Um, but invariably for me, in those instances, that was with a more minor character. I didn't care who was writing Batman, but I knew who Danny O'Neill was when I was reading the question. Yeah. Hmm. Um... I think an interesting thing with Checkmate, though, too, as well, is I think Checkmate requires sort of a different viewpoint going in. Checkmate, to me, is almost like a genre book. Like, especially yeah. with the Suicide Squad in the last issue. It doesn't really have... A lot of stuff in that didn't have to do with a lot of characters before, and they appeared in it, but it's still yeah. the same book, and it still has the same feel, and it still very much has the same mentality. 
but it's not like you're following necessarily so you know this character it's not an alan scott book but alan scott appears in it just like any character i guess could appear in it but it's going to have that mindset of what checkmate is about yeah, I mean, I think I think Checkman is uh, it, it is a unique beast in, in, in the DCU. Um, it isn't really a teen book, and it isn't really a it, it, it isn't really a hero book. It's sort of this ensemble procedural in a in a strange way. I mean, starting with issue eight, the arc that's eight, nine, and ten, you know, features in the first issue. You're spend the mind in terms of first issue with characters you have never seen before. And you're going to be like, and they're not superpowered. I mean, you don't look at them and go like, oh, well, uh, Ruck is using plastic again. And it's not like that. You're like, who the hell is this guy? <laughs> yeah. um, and, you know, I, I wrote it, and my editor on the book is Joan Hilty, and Joan and I were talking so when I was, when I was, telling her how I saw the issues coming up and the way I wanted to do the art. And I said to her, you know, I'm worried that we're going to get readers. They're going to be like, see, no reason to read this now. You know, I, could, you, I picked it as my pick of the week. The whole new people. <laughs> she kind of, you know, she laughs over the phone. She says, well, yeah, but there's always that risk with your stuff. <laughs> Thank you, Joan. Thank I, you. <laughs> I picked it as my pick of the week last week, so there's the ass kissing for everyone that's drinking. Yeah, have, a, have a drink. <laughs> it, it's actually checkmate that's been the top of the stack selection like three times so far on the show. So. Well, well, going oh, back to going back to um, what I mentioned, and I, I, I wasn't um, I wasn't trying to you know uh, say like I kind you know I wasn't trying to indict the comic book industry as much as mm-hmm. trying to understand maybe comic book readers and comic book fans in general that because comics have been written in a certain way for so long um, and maybe they've been dumbed down and maybe they've been more reactionary than you know productive um, and now we see a lot of very talented writers in the industry that like yourself take the time to Challenge us. Challenge us, and and really study and and think about what they're doing beforehand. And do you think maybe it's just a reaction by readers not used to that? And like I said, I, I, I'm not trying to indict. I I you know I've been reading comics for 25 years. I still read comics that are 25 years old, and yeah. and I still love comics from that era. It's not a matter of that. It's just it's changed. Um, yeah, I mean it's. Um no, I, I think it's valid. I, I do think it's a, it's a valid point. But I suppose what, I, what I'm trying to say is I don't think it's possible to write like that anymore. Um, true, true. People I, think, I, I, I think we're in a position where you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. If I write um, a romance the way, oh, you know, Len Wein wrote a romance in Detective, 25 years ago, I would be pilloried. Sure. Because it would be literally over the course of one page, Bruce Wayne meets a woman, and by the bottom of the page, they're engaged. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and 25 years ago, the reader would have said, okay, I'll buy it. You know, on the one hand, I, if I try to do that, I'm going to be shot. But on the other hand, if I want to spend three issues developing the romance between two characters, I'm going to be accused of decompressed story. Right. <laughs> there's, 
which is as loathsome a phrase to me. You've been hanging out with Bendis again. <laughs> oh, no, because I, 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 I don't know who coined it. I just know that I, I remember encountering somebody saying, I hate decompressed storytelling. And my friend and fellow writer, Nunzio D. Filippis, who, man, when I get angry, I, 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 I pop. But when he gets angry... You better go for a bomb shelter. <laughs> um, and he, I remember him just losing it on that one. He's like, it's not decompressed, God damn it! It's storytelling! Um, and he's right, you know? Absolutely. Pace is an element of how you tell the story. We, You know, I got hit for this a lot on Wonder Woman. The, the accusation, well, nothing is happening. There's not enough action. To which my response always was, action isn't necessarily things blowing up. We're in a period where people are, you know, we're, we have to beat people. You know, it's like forging something better. We, you know, we're, we're, we're banging their heads against an anvil to try and, you know, forge something better. But that those sparks are happening right now because it, they're not, you know, it's not what they're used to. And, and in, in some ways I can understand it because, you know, comics are a lot more expensive than they used to be. I pay three bucks for a comic. I want to see someone get punched. I want to see something happen sometimes. <laughs> Yeah. You know what I mean? So I can see it from that perspective. So it's, I think it's just a changing industry, and you're seeing that, that conflict of, of attitudes. I don't, I, see, I'm not sure that it's... I'm not sure that the conflict comes out of the industry change as much as we're going to always have... We're always going to have debates and criticism about anything that's art. You sure. know, and I'm sure that... When, when when Dark Knight came out or when Batman Year One came out, which is a better example for me, I wasn't aware of any comics criticism at the time. Right? All I know is that I picked up Year One and I thought it was brilliant. Mm-hmm. You know, I loved it. But I'm sure there were people in comic book stores all across the country who were saying, this is crap. And we're arguing with one another about, you know, what, what is he, what's he doing with this? You know, he's trying to write it like a novel... There are these rotating first-person narrations. What is this? You know, this isn't why I read comics. I read comics because I want to see people blowing up buildings or whatnot. <laughs> and and we're, we're always going to have that argument. And now they have a place um, to to spout that all, the Internet. Now, now there's a place where anybody that, you know, wants to criticize can go and do it very vocally and, and find other people that have the same criticisms or people that don't and argue with them, and, and it's, you know, we have a culture of critics. Yeah. Well, the biggest problem with the Internet is that it not only is it a culture of critics, but it's a culture of critics who don't have to be accountable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't have a problem with somebody sharing their opinion. I have a problem with somebody sharing their opinion offensively, insultingly, and then signing it death for Rucka 99. <laughs> <laughs> If you're gonna if you're gonna tell me that you know I'm a cocksucker who you know can't write and so on and so forth, that's your prerogative. But if you don't have the balls to sign your name, then take a hike because I have the balls to at least put my name on what I wrote. But you're you kind know? of but you're kind of a big guy. <laughs> Note to self: change online. <laughs> change screen name. <laughs> oh, no. Maybe I had to change my avatar. Yeah. <laughs> Listen to AroundComics.com podcast new every Monday. For once, you won't be lying to your parents when you tell them you're not looking at porn. One of the things that you, you invest in in comics is, is your ability to, to, you know, 
take the piss out of anything that you spend money on. So <laughs> that three dollars yeah. gave me the right. That gave me exactly. the goddamn right I mean, to complain about it. Well, because because it is all about you. <laughs> it is. Well, no, what it is is that I don't understand why people, number one, disagree with me about things. Because are they reading the same book I am? Because when I read it, I thought this, and I just can't understand anyone else's opinion. And I don't yeah. even know why the writers are bothering to come up with new ideas. <laughs> because I like the old stuff. Why don't they just keep writing that? My lovely bride, uh, you know, Jen, Jen Van Meter, uh, actually said to me today, I decided I would take a look at what your world is like, and I went online again today. <laughs> Big mistake. I was yeah. like, why? <laughs> this has been a bad week, but with the Steve news, oh, yeah. you know? And, um, okay, oh. and I guess oh, yeah. she went to Newsarama, and she was just like, oh my god, I had forgotten. And I was like, no, 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 no. I was reading I was reading Newsarama for a while, and I had to go outside and make sure that um, the world hadn't ended at some point. Because I was, I was pretty sure that my family would all be dead because Steve Wacker had left 52. It looked <laughs> like it, didn't it? Well, I've been to Love Wade's post. Love Wade's probably gone. He's asking enough about professional or unprofessional. I'm glad he said that. Yeah. But I love how people instantly assume they know more than... I do about what's going on on any given day at DC. <laughs> you know, I do. and and I know very little, but I work for them. You know what I mean? Like I I, I kind of know something, and and on books that I'm say intimately involved in, like oh fifty two. <laughs> yeah, your money doesn't matter. <laughs> I, it's possible I might have knowledge that others do not have. You know that's that that's one of the things. Yeah, you know, and and switching over to the other company, there's been so much um, poop thrown around the internet about Civil War and how upset a lot of people are about how that story is progressing, and it just seems that a lot of fans today can't wait for a story to play out. They have to get this like immediate feedback, and it's like four okay. issues you, into a miniseries. You you just you just jumped. Right on the toes of, I think, my biggest pet peeve in this industry, which is um, my, my dad. Let's save this, guys. Uh, Let's save all this vitriol. <laughs> <laughs> Are we going to do this again? Just for, are we taking notes? Yeah. <laughs> what did I my say? Dad, we are recording, right? Right. I am recording. Yes. Yeah. And we'll we'll start we'll start the interview in just a second. But but go ahead with your with your point. This is all here. good stuff. You should use it. Oh, <laughs> we can edit it. But, in. My dad used to my dad used to tell me when I was growing up, he would say, Don't don't practice prior restraint which I always thought meant nothing. You know? I was like, I have no idea what you're saying. Stop it, you know. But the older I get the more I realize what he was trying to tell me, you know, which was don't 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 pass the judgment until you know. You know? Don't sit there and until you've experienced it. And don't self censor yourself because you're afraid of what the response is going to be, which, frankly, as a writer in any medium, is, is crucial advice. Because if you sit there and you do your work based on, oh, my God, are the fans going to like this? Or are the fans not going to like this? Um, you're never going to write anything. But I know writers who do actively pull, you know, the fan base uh, before they sit down to write a script. And, you know, they've got some very devoted fans. And their work's not going to survive. Yeah. 
yeah. because you cannot, you know, we can't write the order. And by the same token, fans who pick up, or, or even better, pick up previews, see a cover, read the blurb, and then go, oh my God, they destroyed it. Or, oh, this is going to suck. Or, oh, this is so bad. You know, so how can you possibly know? How can you possibly know? If it's a five-issue story and a 22-page comic, that's 110 pages of story there. And if you didn't like the first 22, is it possible that you don't know what's going to happen in the next 60-odd? You know what I mean? And uh, I, I, I think... Get, mm-hmm. We would get this, we got this, we started checkmate all the time. Oh, what's going on here? Why is the relationship like this? It's like, what the hell happened in the world? that made readers so unsophisticated, they felt that at the start of something, they had to know. As, I mean, literally, at the start, at the first episode, or the first issue, or the first chapter, or the first minute, they had to know everybody's name, everybody's backstory, everything that was going on. There's no sense of mystery. There's no sense of anything unfolding. You know, you, nobody watches TV that way. You well, know? but don't you think it's part, It's just it's indicative of an industry that that's how they told stories for so long that sort of people are conditioned to that with this medium as opposed to other ones but see i'm not i i don't i don't know maybe maybe that is maybe that is it i mean that 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 seems to me a, a reasonable supposition but i do believe that readers are well i've always believed that the reader uh is smarter than I am, and if not smarter than I am, at least as smart. Alright? Well, that's your first mistake. Yeah, yeah. That, that <laughs> and, I want and, more and, knives! <laughs> and I may be wrong, but I can't afford to ever write uh, believing that I'm wrong, if that makes sense, you know? Well, I, I'm not bad. Because, and this is the other thing, you know, you get, for instance, an internet community of 50,000 fans just in one moment looking at one thing, and you know what, the odds are they're going to figure it out. Um, and that's okay. It, it, it's all right. Um, we shouldn't be ashamed of the fact that when 50,000 people get together and try to solve a mystery that four of us came up with, or one of us comes up with, or whatever, uh, somebody's bound to get it right, you know, when they just start throwing out their, their, their theories. Uh, that doesn't bug me. The thing that strikes me is that we should we we have a sophisticated readership for the most part. I mean, we have for the most part people who understand drama because we've grown up in a society and and in a in, in a period of that society where we really are surrounded by some very good drama. You know, we've had some the best television in the history of the medium has been on TV in the last five ten years. The odds are that. Most comic readers have at least brushed up against an episode or two of it, you know. If not The West Wing or Homicide Life on the Street, then maybe The Sopranos or The Wire or, you see what I'm saying? The odds are somebody's bumped into it. Well, I think part of it, too, though, is that, especially when you look at the Internet community, it's a small percentage of the people that are actually reading the books, too. I mean, if... 30, 40, 50,000 people get online and bitch about something. That's, you know, that's only maybe a quarter or not even of the people that are buying said book. And yeah. the rest of those people may not have that same feeling, 
but for whatever reason, it's just the the small concentration of people that get online do it because they have those opinions. Well, they all it's become a culture of the vocal minority. I, I hope yeah. anyway. Well, it always it, it always scares me a little bit when I hear creators and and people working at Marvel and DC and and on different books, you know, sort of looking at the internet and and I hope they they realize that that's not every comic book fan. I like fi- I like Fifty Two and Checkmate. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you for saying. That. Yeah, I, mean, I do. The thing of it is this, you know, you, you there are there are I think creators. Um, and it, and it's hard, you know. I, I mean, even 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 the wisest among us, um, you know, can fall prey to going online and taking a look. And the problem with that is that if you invest the good review with power, and you say, well, you know, they said they really liked it, then you uh, enter into an agreement where you, on some level, have to invest the bad review. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for the most part, most of the creators I know know very well that the internet is not representative of all comic books. Um, but the problem is that the internet is now a very active and, and I think considered part of the industry. There is at DC, certainly and clearly at Marvel, if you look at how Marvel has, has interacted with the Internet in the last couple of years, there are corporate decisions made that are made to address the Internet community specifically. Here we are. So you're on it. News comes out. Yeah. Yeah, well, and I mean, that's when most of the news comes out. Yeah. Nobody would have known that Steve Wacker went over to Marvel this week, except for the Internet. That wouldn't have come no out in the DC newsletter. Yeah. No one would have even known who Steve Wacker is, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it would, have, it would have taken a month and a half, two months before that news broke. And that will conclude the first half of our interview with Greg Rucka. What a great guest. Oh, he's awesome. And Don't miss the second half. Yes, definitely. Come back on Thursday, the second half of our interview. We're also going to talk with the current artist of Queen and Country, Mr. Chris Somney. Yes. Had a great talk with him also. And then we even have a surprise interview that our very own Tom Caters conducted with a, uh, uh, very, a surprise. Very, a very quick. Very, very quick interview <laughs> from uh, one, quick. Of the, uh, <laughs> one of the one of the the stars of the Marvel yeah. Universe. All right. So all that and more <laughs> on Thursday. Uh, but right now we're going to move on. It is time for Wire to Wire comic book news. <laughs> These are your top headlines for the week of September 25th, 2006. It appears that Marvel Comics has gone back and edited certain panels from the Essential Tomb of Dracula Volume 4 released last year. The Groovy Age of Horror blog has published scans of the original panels from Tomb of Dracula Number 5, the black and white magazine from the late 70s and early 80s. Number 5 was published in 1980. And the Essential version. Numerous edits were made for the Essential volume covering exposed breasts. 
At the time this Tomb of Dracula issue was published, the Marvel Black and White magazines were sold on newsstands and in comic stores with the understanding that the newsstand size, trade dress, and presumably racking made it clear that these were not comics for children, but were instead something for older readers, although they weren't labeled as adults only. Consequential, the Mid-South's premier comic book convention is pleased to announce its guest list and programming schedule for this year's event. Consequential is being held at the Southwest Tennessee Community College in Memphis, Tennessee, October 14th and 15th. The full story about Consequential is at www.con-sequential.com or visit www.aroundcomics.com. The list of great appearances at the New York Comic Con is building rapidly as the countdown to the next show heats up. The convention has already announced that legendary comic book writer and creator Stan Lee will be a guest of honor, and it has now added Jeff Smith as a second guest of honor. We're just beginning the process of confirming our guest for 2007, notes Greg Topolian, the event director. We are looking forward to adding lots more names in the near future, and I'm confident that we'll have events and appearances for everyone to enjoy. The New York Comic Con will take place in New York City at the Jacob K. Javits Center, February 23rd through the 25th of 2007. It's been over a year since the world first met Heath Houston, a first-class drunk and interplanetary alien exterminator. Now, after gathering a successful following of readers at Image Comics, Rick Remender's Fear Agent is moving to Dark Horse. We're all very excited to see Fear Agent become a part of the Dark Horse creator-owned line. Sitting beside such esteemed titles as The Goon, Hellboy, and Sin City is quite an honor, said Remender. Between Tony Moore and I ramping up to work on the origin of the Fear Agents, and Jerome O'Penna and I hard at work on Heath Houston's ongoing adventures, we'll continue to rocket forward with everyone's favorite drunken alien exterminator at the helm. This coming February, Dark Horse will be reprinting the first trade paperback collection originally released from Image Comics, as well as the first edition of Volume 2, with the series picking up again in its monthly form later in the spring. The surprise smash hit Marvel Zombies continues its selling frenzy as the recently released Marvel Zombies hardcover has sold out. Collecting all five issues of the limited series along with the covers from all the various printings, the Marvel Zombies hardcover is being rushed back to press for a second printing. And what is another printing of the Marvel Zombies without a brand new cover by Arthur Soydum? The second printing of the Marvel Zombies hardcover will be complete with an all-new zombie tribute cover to Amazing Spider-Man number 316. The second printing of Marvel Zombies hardcover is hitting stores soon. This March, writer Bill Willingham will answer readers' burning questions about fables in issue number 59 of the hit Vertigo series. Readers can submit their questions about the series at dccomics.com slash sites slash fables. It's rare that any magazine would ever let the readers call the shots for an issue, says Willingham. Some have advised us that we're insane for trying this, but they don't know what we know. Fables readers are the creme de la creme, the elite of all funny book fans. The issue will feature a series of short stories answering a selection of the questions, illustrated by several artists. Fables number 59 will be solicited in the January previews to arrive in stores in March. 
evoking feelings of experiencing both the best of pop comics and pop culture, Phonogram has stuck a chord with retailers and fans alike. Now both Phonogram number one and Phonogram number two have sold out at Diamond. With high demand and heaps of critical praise, Image Comics is going back to press on both of the issues. When Image told us we sold out, we were horrified, says writer Karen Gillan. We put our Fugazi albums loudly on repeat and started to prepare a statement that as punky ex-fanzine kids, we will never sell out. Eventually, Image managed to explain that we weren't casting dispersions at our impeachable artistic integrity, but they just ran out of copies to sell. In which case, we thought we better print some more, adds artist Jamie McKelvey. The new printings of Phonogram Number 1 and 2 are scheduled to be in stores in late October. Just like the citizens of the Marvel Universe, you too can pick up your own copy of the Daily Bugle, hitting stores monthly from Marvel in the tradition of Civil War Daily Bugle newspaper and the Pulse House of M newspaper comes the Daily Bugle, a newspaper with all the latest news and updates on everything happening at Marvel. Brimming with articles and images on all the comics hitting stands that month, the Daily Bugle brings you the latest news on your favorite books and creators, plus feature interviews, updated images, previews, variant covers, and tons more. Each month, the Daily Bugle will contain an up-to-date checklist on all of the Marvel comics and collections, so you can make sure not to miss a single issue or volume. Pick up the premiere October issue of the Daily Bugle out today for all the highlights of the month, including the cover story, Ultimate Power, Civil War News, and more on the Dabble Brothers. Academy Award nominee Robert Downey Jr. will take on the role of one of Marvel's greatest superheroes, signing on as the title character for Marvel Studios' highly anticipated Iron Man. This project, the first feature film to be produced independently by Marvel Entertainment, will launch into theaters May 2, 2008. The film is being directed by John Favreau and will be distributed by Paramount Pictures. After months of preparation, Dial R Studios has gone public. Dial R Studios is a collection of writers and artists dedicated to assisting each other in networking and creating the best comics they can all do. The studio consists of a who's who of underground and independent comics creators from all over the country, including J. Andrew Clark, Dave Wachter, Shane Welker, Michael Woods, Noble Larimer, Andy Jewett, Mike Williams, Tom Schollendorn, Donnell DeLay, Jeffrey Wajinay, Chris Mays, John Schlin Jr., Tony Melanson, Nathan Patton, Pat Loika, Tim Loika, and more. Look for more from DIOR Studios in the coming months and check out the full story at www.aroundcomics.com. These have been your top headlines. For the full version of these and other stories, go to www.aroundcomics.com, your source for the best in comics news, reviews, and opinions. Alright, and those 
are your top headlines for the week. We'll take it from the top here. This is a story that we touched on briefly last week, but uh, I think it's still very much in the news. We need to come back and go over it. I think uh, for one more pass here, and that is the remastering or touching up or editing however you want to put it, of the Tomb of <coughs> Dracula, Volume 4 Essentials. And uh, it talks about it in the story, but basically there were some bare breasts in Boobies. the uh, Tomb of Dracula magazine that Marvel decided to touch up for the release of the vo- or the of the fourth volume of the Essentials series. And Around Comics got an exclusive response from the artist, Mr. Gene Colan. Mm-hmm. Uh, about it, and we contacted him. He sent us a response in it, and uh, you can read that on our website, aroundcomics.com, in the original news story. I can't talk anymore. I've issued, there's been a issued gag, a gag order. order about it. Yeah, issued, <laughs> I've, I'm not commenting on the story any longer. It's I've said my piece, and more than I should have. And, well, you know, on our forum and a lot of other forums, it, it really kind of uh, tailspun into uh, debate on censorship. Sure. And, and uh, kind of got away from, from what this one particular Essentials volume, uh, what they did with it. So uh, for Gene Colan's response and, and our long thread on it, you can go to aroundcomics.com. Yep. Um, right now I'd like to uh, introduce uh, the owner of Dark Tower Comics <coughs> and Collectibles, Mr. Ra- Matt Ricker. How are you doing, sir? Good. How are you guys? It's getting <laughs> booze from the peanut gallery. Uh, excellent. It's great. You know, th- pink hey, sl- the yeah, peanut th- gallery be getting a pink slip next week. <laughs> Thanks as always for for hosting us, Matt. We we never get to thank you on the show uh, properly. No, no problem, my pleasure. We have a great time. Um, Consequential is going to be in Memphis, and it's uh, if you're going to be in the Memphis area, it's actually the same weekend of our signing. It will be on the 14th. Why are you and 15th. talking about it? Oh, just kidding. People that I'm just live kidding. In Memphis. Mike Norton's going to be there. Mr. Norton, you're going to be at Consequential, right? Yes. You want to come say a word or two about it? But you're not going to be here. Yeah, since you're not going to be in at Dark Tower, T- tell the fine folks all about how wonderful Consequential is. And oh, Consequential is uh, what is the date of that? 14th and 15th. It's in Memphis, Tennessee, at the Southwest uh, uh, Technical School, I believe, is the cam- the campus of that. And uh, it's a teaching convention. They're actually uh, having classes. I think I don't know if Manley or Blevins are going to be teaching any classes, but a lot of the local cartoons and stuff are actually. Professor good. Norton. I don't know if I'm going to be doing any of that. Teaching you how to be awesome. Yeah, I'm. I probably I might be taking some of the classes, but I don't know if uh, I'll be teaching anything. But it's going to be. That's how they're different from all the other things. This is the first year, so they're hoping a lot of people come out. There's not really any big uh, shows in the the southeast so hopefully uh some people from around like i don't know mississippi if there are people that read comics <laughs> in mississippi kind of your hometown or are you yeah are memphis, you memphis is my yeah. hometown so um, um so that's why you're ditching our show and going there uh, you cannot say I'm ditching when you <laughs> scheduled your thing after I was going to this. So. Kind of like certain people's 50-second w- episode barbecue. Hey, <laughs> I would have I loved to have done both. <laughs> the circumstances are out of my hands. So. Well, but, uh, so I it's going to be a, te- a teaching con, but it's, I mean, it's going to be a normal con, too. I mean, there's an artist alley, there's dealers, there's all that stuff. But after, um, it uh, kind of like panels. They're gonna have classes instead okay. of panels, so you'll you'll go and uh, 
they have, uh, I think there's classes on inking, there's classes on storytelling, there's cool. classes on all kinds of stuff like that. Shit, so I might go. Screw uh, Arden. <laughs> it sounds, it no, sounds really interesting. I'll be really, uh, I'm really uh, um, hopeful that it all turns out pretty good and they get a good turnout. So. People can visit www.con-sequential.com for more information. All right. Thanks, Mike. Sure. All right. Arsene, <coughs> um, you looking forward to it, Matt? Oh, absolutely. Uh, we've been able to procure the store right next to ours uh, per our landlord, which has been empty yes. for a while, and utilize that for just the uh, signing specifics. You'll be able to enter through the front of our store and walk through to the back and around right next door to uh, where the signing will take place and the uh, artists will be waiting inside. Fantastic. All right, and uh, speaking of cons, there's cons everywhere. Uh, cons, cons, there's more cons than cons. New, New York Comic Con is starting to get their guest list together. and yeah, they uh, are, and it's a big one. It, it is. Yeah, the New York Con is going to be huge. You know yeah. who's going to be there? You no, know, the Sal, big, who, the who is going to be there? <laughs> Tom Caters is yeah, going to be there. I'm Chris Neesman is going to be there. Hanging I'm, around outside. And I hopefully will be there. But around Comics around is going to be there. Comics will be there. The um, biggest thing to hit New York since King Kong. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we um, we were actually, believe Hide the women. we were invited to this thing. We were invited to uh, be part of, I guess they're doing a... We turned it uh, down and said we're going to pay. A podcasting <laughs> arena mm-hmm. um, in the show right next to Artist Alley. Where uh, where a bunch of the comic book uh, related podcasters are offered going to be space, 12, 12, yeah, a dozen, uh, twelve uh, of us. You can get harassed by new people. So you know, at some point, it's probably going to turn into a, like a podcasting fight. You know, I'm thinking like a <laughs> yeah. gang war. You know, everyone will be like, shoving each yeah, other. Yeah, it's just going to be you know, and, yeah. and so uh, Suntress, between the three of you, you, it's on? like what a six man no. tag team action <laughs> tonight <laughs> or what? Just, Good old JR sitting here announcing the uh, the match. Pummeling each <laughs> maybe, other. Maybe. Be fun, I but, don't uh, know. Uh, watch out, fanboy uh, radio. Yeah, watch out. Watch <laughs> out. Me, me, and, me and John Centris are going to do a mud wrestling event oh, in the oh, middle Jesus. of uh, Artist Alley. That'll clear him um, out. <laughs> yeah. It's the heavyweight division, me and John. <laughs> super heavyweight division. <laughs> yeah, we're talking knife fights at the podcast arena in New York. Yeah, what the hell? How did we get such nice treatment, honestly? With the, you know, that's cool. We must be doing you something You going to be right? there, buddy? I hope to be. I right. truly hope to be. i got to crunch the numbers, but I am leaning towards it. Okay. Much like uh, the uh, pizza tower. <laughs> uh, All right, you so. know, I'll tell you, this weather, how you doing? But the the, the New York Comic Con is going to be at uh, the Jacob Javits Center. February In the big room. 20th. In the big room In this the big time. room, yes. Yeah, so uh, no space issues. February 23rd through the 25th. So uh, we'll see you guys there. Yeah. Yay. Maybe. I don't know. Um, if we see you first, we might walk away. <laughs> Stop it. Okay, here's some real news. Uh, Fear Agent is moving from Image Comics to Dark Horse Comics. <gasps> and as what? long as it's still good. Yeah. Now, my question about this, because I haven't really looked into the story that much yet, um, but did they do this to try and get Tony back on the book full time? No, not from my understanding is that I think he's going to do one issue, if I'm reading the story correctly, and and I think that uh, in the next month or so we're actually going to have a chance to talk to Rick and Tony about it. Aren't they trading off arcs? And, and uh, yeah, is that is that what they're doing? Like, okay, 
the artist that's doing it right now, who I uh, Opina, oh, yeah, is going to do Opina. an arc, and then Moore will do an arc, and then they'll switch oh, back and forth yeah. between the two of them. Well, both those guys are doing a fantastic job on the book. I think the move to Dark Horse hopefully is a is a great move for Rick and Tony and 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 yeah, is it, is it, you know, yeah, really Jerome, wins. Jerome, not Jeremy. Um, we win. We win because Fear Agent is still going to be out there. <laughs> we win. So anyway, if you have not if you have not read Fear Agent, please do so. It is a great, probably my favorite sci-fi book out there. It's like the only sci-fi book. Well, no, it's one of two sci-fi books that I really read anymore. I, I enjoy. I and read. It sells pretty well. Yeah, it sells decent. It's it, it's a great fun book. If you haven't read it, uh, go get the trade. And actually, Dark Horse is going to reissue the Image trade under the Dark Horse really? imprint. Really, so. completists who yeah. can't stand to have different. Wow. Oh, it's got a different imprint Ooh, on it. Oh, speaking of uh, reprints, uh, Marvel Zombies was yeah. hardcover sold out. How how many times has Marvel Zombies just in general been reprinted? Ten thousand times. I, I looked through the uh, hardcover. The, three the first, for the first, yeah. first issue, <laughs> two for the second. More than they ever imagined it would, I think. Oh, well beyond that. Yeah. The, origi- the original solicitation on that book for us was 20 copies of the first print because we did not know how good that book was going to be. And by the time that issue five rolled out, we were bumping the order up to 50 copies. Wow. Man. Yeah. Well, I, I bought the hard. I bought the original... <laughs> Issues. Then I bought the hardcover. We sold through over 20 copies of the hardcover ourselves because it, it's Marvel is 20 copies of a hardcover of a hardcover <laughs> trade. Well, the great thing about it is, and what the 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 companies are starting to lean towards, is that you have a 1995 cover price on a hardcover trade, which is great. Which is a great thing because people, the minute that they say over 20 dollars, starts to scare people for a right. comic book. Okay, unless it's a very valued back issue. But the the modern collector who purchases new books and and buys trades, if you say twenty over twenty dollars for a comic, they're kind of iffy about it. But the minute you say nineteen ninety five, most people's brains still think, well, it's nineteen bucks. It's not well, twenty bucks. Right. It's five it's cents a, away it's from being twenty it's a great, twenty dollars. But you get a lot in there. Yeah. I mean, you purchased it. Oh, it's, oh it's, we all read oh, it. Oh, the cover well, gallery is almost well, is almost as much. Fun and if you haven't it. read it, I mean, it's for twenty bucks. If you if you can find the hardcover, man, it's worth every penny. I mean, I, it's yeah. Just I a, mean, they're going they're going with the second printing on that. They're also coming out. Uh, it's being solicited now for the basically like a prequel. Right. Marvel Zombies and what happened and how they became the zombies. Oh, nice. Yeah, because there's a lot of story they did there. Such left a great you could do so much more with that. More I mean, with that. I mean just... it could be almost its own universe. When it first came out, I was sort of like, ah, eh, it could be interesting. I thought they were just kind of jumping on the zombie bandwagon, which I guess they mm-hmm. did it to some degree. But the art in it was great by uh, um, Sean Phillips. Sean Phillips. Mm-hmm. And it was, you know, the writing was just so good, and they let uh, uh, Kirkman do so much. With that, with those characters, I mean stuff, and he he had even yeah. talked about. You know, a really funny story about that, and I actually heard this on Word Balloon when uh, when John was talking to Mark Miller. The 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 whole ending of that, and I, can I spoil it? Has everyone read this book? It's um, the the whole I have yeah. The whole Galactus ending. Kirkman and Miller both came up with that idea independently of each other. Oh, okay. Miller did Miller did it in Fantastic Four when no. he was in the Ultimate Fantastic yeah. Four. He came up with the, the Galactus part. Yeah, and, <laughs> and 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 he was talking to Kirkman about it. I, I guess and go back and listen to the Word Balloon episode. But yeah, Kirkman's like, oh, that's amazing because that's exactly how I'm going to end the series. So they came up with the ending uh, independently of each other. Well, look, I mean, just those sun sun is it Sundam? The art, the so, paint, Soidum who, did, or, who yeah. did the painted covers. I mean, just mm-hmm. those covers oh, alone those are, so are worth twenty bucks in, sure. in a hardcover edition. So, all right, uh, moving on, uh, Fables fans out there, you actually have a chance to 
have an impact on on some fable stories. Uh, if I'm reading this correctly, you can go to dccomics.com slash sites slash fables and submit some questions that they'll base some stories on some some short snippet stories to explain some of the questions that readers have about the series so it's a way to uh, submit a question and hopefully cool. get it uh, get it answered so a uh, really interesting uh, idea I, I, I assume from Bill Willingham there or the the folks that are involved with fables so a lot of fun Very it's, cool. uh, it, it's even better than batting or than voting on uh, whether Robin should die or not better. You know? <laughs> Hey, this next story I love. Um, Yay! Phonogram one so and two. So happy! Yay! Go, Kieran! Yeah, Go, that's Jamie. great. It's, I'm, I, I sent Kieran an email uh, the day that this story came out, and I said, "My uh, my faith in the comic book buyers ha- has been restored. You know that that a good book like Phonogram sold out, and, and hopefully we were a little bit part of that. I hope so. Even five issues." I'd yeah. be happy. So, congratulations. And for those of you who have not picked up phonograms number one and two, please do so. It is and the new really, printings will be available in October. It's such, such a neat book. Uh, really enjoy it. Uh, now, Daily the Daily Bugle came out. Did you guys pick up your copy of the Daily Bugle this week? I did, and I was a little disappointed with it because it's not... I wanted a Daily Bugle that talked about news in the Marvel Universe, yeah. Yeah. not news in the Marvel offices. It, it was kind of like a newsprint version of Marvel Previews. Yeah. And it's like, eh, it would have been much bullpen, cooler. Uh, bullpen, spotlights, bullpen. and the, yeah. Yeah, yeah, when they just, used to do like uh, one-on-one interviews with all the artists and writers. <laughs> and they, they it was were, just kind of like they were Marvel. Stories. They were Marvel press, press releases yeah, in a bull, printed. Yeah, like a I mean, for a quarter, what are you going to get? But they had done that last year. They had, mm-hmm. they did the bugle. Uh, wasn't the Civil War House, House of M. M? The House of yeah, and, and that was cool. that was really cool so because it was got to go into those. Yeah, but you're not you know you're not doing it. You know, monthly, but now I guess they are going to do a monthly or um, find out for, what for a quarter. It's kind of cool. It, if you don't, if, <laughs> if you if you do, I would say this: if you don't want to constantly be scouring news sites to find out what's going on, just come to this will kind of bullet point it for you. <laughs> yeah. But we do that anyway. Send us a around quarter. Comics. Send us a quarter yeah. and we'll read around <laughs> comics. All right, uh, Robert Downey Jr. Hey, what do you guys think about that? Iron Man has been named. I think it's named. an inspired pick. I, I think, think it's perfect. Uh, yeah. I think he'll do a. Yeah, I, I don't I know. Do you, do you think he can play a, a formally successful? Yeah, you know, I've heard alcoholic. that like I've only heard that joke like forty times in the last three days. But there I go, um, trying to be funny again. No, it's just I, I, he's an extremely good actor, and it will be interesting to see what he brings to that character because you don't ever think of Tony Stark necessarily as a funny character. But you do think of Robert Downey Jr. as as a guy who's done a lot of funny roles, mm-hmm. um, so uh, I'll be interested to see how they go into it. You know, whether it's going to be him, you know, sort of that not I don't want to say goofy, but a lighter character, or if he's going to take it a more serious way, like he did in um, oh geez, what was the one? Less uh, than zero. Yeah, oh, less than zero. Less than- or- Sorry, I hate less than zero. Oh well. Sorry, you mentioned that's the. But he was still good in it. Yeah, but I'm gonna. Ru- I don't want to ruin the book for people. But you're comparing it to the book. You're comparing so, the movie no, to the I'm book. No, I'm saying because I hate because the character um, is a hundred. This is totally different from the book. Something happens to the character no. in the movie. That's a, I think it's a bad example. Sorry, I just derailed okay. everyone with my <laughs> well, Brad Easton Ellis. I, I, I'm actually. Rant. My concern is is like you pointed out, Sal. He's a great comedic actor. 
he does the the silly fall down funny guy. He's charming. Yeah, and exactly. He's, yeah. Are they going to lean more towards then an ultimate Iron Man version of the movie where as he's opposed more of a, to the yeah, boy, where he's up in the space shuttle, of, you know, uh, uh, railing uh, Shannon Doherty or whoever it was? I don't think so. I don't think they will. I hope it's not Shannon. I kind of. I, <laughs> I, I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Shannon Elizabeth. I'm sorry. I inserted <laughs> oh, my okay. own personal fantasy into the show. <laughs> Where'd that come from? I'm gonna. I'm gonna trust John Favreau to to not. Do, I mean, I don't think. I think it can't be any worse than Daredevil. I think, yeah, well, <laughs> I think he can play either side of it. I think Downey has the right combination of sort of dangerous, you know, and, and you know, we, and, and we, character we and assume the whole charming. You know, we assume the whole alcoholism thing. There's not. They haven't said anything about them we even to, approaching right, the right. alcoholism you, aspect of that character. You have to remember, if they just do like an origin tale with a final battle sequence, that never came up. Right, that it didn't was come much up later until well, this, yeah. well into the hundreds in that, that book. Well, who's going to play the Viet Cong, then, if they're going to do an origin story? Um, <laughs> they, 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 I don't know. Fast-forwarded <laughs> Arabs, All right. Maybe? Oh, yeah, it's going to be Al-Qaeda. <laughs> Iron Man versus Al-Qaeda. Um, but, you know, I, I like the pick. He's did you see obviously that a competent the, actor. I, I wish I could remember the name of the film that it, it came out not too long ago. Mm-hmm. Um, what is it? With Robert Downey Jr. and Val Kilner. Um, it's sort of it was a sort of a noirish. Oh, detective. kiss, kiss, bang. Yeah. Bang. Did anyone yeah. see that? I did. Did, did. did you like it? Yeah. It was good. I I, lo- I thought that was a yeah. just an awesome film. And, and he, you could see a little bit from that. I think of what they could do. He's done a lot of different stuff. Yeah. He's done. Uh, he's, a lot of he's a very versatile character. Okay. Anyway. So we'll see. Uh, we have uh, our last story here, and we actually have one of the people named in the story. What? Ooh. Yeah. Uh, J. Di- Andrew Clark's here? Dial <laughs> R. Yeah. Dial R Studios is uh, it's now been announced that there's another uh, comic book publishing company on the Another <laughs> one. What makes you And different? And here uh, is Mr. <laughs> Pat Wojka. Pat, how you doing? Hey, guys. How you doing? <laughs> <laughs> It's great. It's great to be here. I'm Pat. Okay, it's oh, Dave. Yeah, yeah. It's Dave. Dave, you're part of Dial R Studios now. You, yes. You've, uh, yes, I am. You and Pat and uh, J. Andrew Clark, the the writer of Scar Tissue, yep. Shane Welker, Michael Woods, Noble Lermer, Andy Jewett. And all that, yeah. Uh, Donald and a, Sounds like a bunch of guys that used to be with. Uh, Ronin. Ronin have yes. now formed another company. That's right. Called Dial R. So what's tell us a little bit about Dial R. Well, Dial R is just basically um, it's our own little studio. We got together and and wanted to have something that was a little smaller, more intimate, something where uh, we were all on the same track with where we wanted to go with our books and and uh, the ideas that we were putting forth. And it's not you know you guys say it's a publishing company. It's not really you know it's just it's another it's a studio. <laughs> So okay, so so the idea, I mean, how it's big all. Is this studio? It's uh, the footage. actual. It's a uh, 6,400 square feet. <laughs> orbit. Uh, but if Geosynchronous you orbit over Chicago. It is. It's in orbit right now, and uh, you have to take a Brother shuttle I. rocket <laughs> to get there. There's also a new slingshot shuttle service we're going to be working on. Um. So it's. I mean, yeah. the, the the books. I mean, it's sort of the same model as as what. Ronan was to some degree, where right, the basic, books are all creator. Right, they're all creator owned. We all have control over our own books. Uh, we just pull together to, uh, you know, help each other out in different ways, and, and you know, financially, you know, with cool. promotion and things like that. Um, yeah, basically, we wanted to go our own direction and, and uh, 
So we're going to see a reprint of Scar Tissue under the Dial R? I don't know, maybe. Maybe? Uh, Keep her eyes open. Are are you excited? Are are you happy? Actually, it is. It's like, it's uh, a whole, it's renewal, you know, where where I'm, anytime you start to feel stagnant at some place, I mean, it's no fault of where you are. It's just, you know, when you've got something new going on and you're starting it fresh. It's exciting. It is. It's it's all, it's a whole new thing. It's exciting to do and it's just fun and it's. It's a great thing to be a part of. I think we're trying to keep it small. We're trying to just, you know, we have a fixed number of people, and we're sticking with that for now. Um, and we've, we think we've got a good group. It's a good group. Sexy, know? too. Like a really, <laughs> not only talented, attractive, but just really, just just really attractive. It's a good looking. looking. Yeah, it yeah, it's the, weird. The team photo is going to be The team photo is going to be handsome. Good. But we've got the, uh, the new website just went up and is live now, and you can check out some of what we're doing. It's also a website in progress, so there's always going to be new information going up. Um, it won't stay the same. The pre, yeah, it won't. There's new <laughs> previews. The previews <laughs> of the books challenge. aren't up yet, but they'll be coming up soon, you know. And uh, there's going to be web comics. We're going to have just dial our web comics that are going to be on the site. So you're oh, going to cool. want to come back to the site often. And there's also going to be the R cast, as they call it. Where once a month, we're going to be doing a um, one of these here things that no, you guys do. What do you call that? Not another podcast. Podcast. Yeah. Yeah. A podcast. That is going oh. to suck so balls. So basically. <laughs> Yeah, Tom's hey, you just know, afraid was, that it's going to be better. I just had a, I, I just had a, uh, an idea. You should do like the voicemail thing, and you could, you know, dial our, our studios. studios. Oh, oh my oh, God! Oh. Oh. Trademark that. Oh. No, but it, it, it'll just be something that'll keep people apprised <laughs> of what's going on at Dial R and what, what's going on with us and what we think about. Stuff Can I suggest cool. wacky, we have a wacky, wacky contest? Wacky contest. <laughs> Like trivia? That that'd yeah. be great. Yeah. yeah, five questions. Or you ask each other five questions. No, uh, no, you can suggest <laughs> it. It won't happen. Um, and we've also got the uh, we got a blog on there. Oh, nice. MySpace. And, you guys got a MySpace page? There is a MySpace page. It's MySpace.com/slash/DialRStudio. Have you elected to ignore the Friendster community? <laughs> You know, that's really was not that up to me. Choice? If it was, it was up to choice? me, if it was up to me, I would ignore the Friendster community. <laughs> but it's not up to me, so it's up to somebody else to ignore the Friendster community. Oh, interesting. Well, I'm glad you showed up because we were supposed to call Pat like two hours ago. Oh. Pat yeah. Loica. And, yeah, that and would have been good. Greg Raka held us at knife point for three hours. <laughs> Pat is still sitting by the phone. He probably is. We, oh, should we call him? No, 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 don't. It's No. It's early there. It's, it's 10 o'clock oh. where he's at. Welcome to 8 o'clock. 9 o'clock. It's 9 o'clock. 9 o'clock, Pat's time. It's 11 o'clock it's here? 10. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's 11. God. I'm cheating on my girlfriend this with this podcast. What, 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 you know Pat. Would he be upset if we call him? I don't know. <laughs> he doesn't know him that well. I don't know. That Pat, Pat doesn't get upset at anything. Is that anything. the dial on yeah, the bottom? So the Pat, Pat's cool with it. Even if he was upset, he wouldn't tell you. So... Even if he... Well, he, he might. He's going to answer and he'll be like, Hello? <laughs> What's wrong? <laughs> oh, yeah. Hold on. Hold I just on. got hit by a train. <laughs> Are you all right? Um, so Are I was you calling, calling 911, but I guess I can talk to you for a little while. <laughs> oh, right. no. You should call... No. I'm in prison. This is my one phone call. <laughs> Thanks, guys. They didn't tell me the incoming <laughs> ones count. <laughs> He's calling them. All right. He was going to call and just as he picks up the phone, we call him. This is at that weird moment. Are you calling? Yeah. yeah. Who is that? A higher voice At the tone, please record your message. When you have finished recording, you may hang up or press one for more options. 
This is the big time. We want to hire you to write one of the biggest books of all time, starring Spider-Man, Batman, Wolverine, Savage Dragon. Hey, you Pat. missed your chance. You missed your chance. It's it's Chris, Sal, Tom, <laughs> and Dave. with your message. Press 1 to oh. listen to your message. Press 2. Is anyone uh, ever satisfied with yeah, that message? Yeah, oh. my voice sounds horrible. Press one. Yeah, that was kind of a yeah, short voice now. Is he so busy? <laughs> oh, well. well you know, I'm sorry, busy. Pat. Yeah, now Pat's going to call Dave and go, Dave, we, I missed it. I missed my chance. The big time call. I don't think. <laughs> it's Hollywood, I don't, son. I don't think so. <laughs> well, so All Pat, right. Pat uh, like hey, so, uh, Guys, that's the news. Come on over to uh, Dial R. Check out Dial R. Com, I think. <laughs> Google right. Well, Dave. Hey, thanks a lot. <laughs> Hard sell. Thanks, sir. We'll be uh, we'll be chatting with you. What are we later. called? All right, um, guys. That is Wired Wire comic news. Oh, that right. means it is time for top of the stack. Top, top of the stack. Top of the stack. Stack, stack, stack. That's Very right. Exciting. It's top of the stack. Top. Our chance to let you, the listener, know what we, the panel, <laughs> have been reading for the last week. I'll go first. Go. Who would like to go first? Me. Oh. Um, all right, I picked a book. I wasn't really, I don't know. I kind of felt guilty picking it, but I you can't should. help myself. You should. I picked Ultimates no. 2, number 12, from Mark Millar, Brian Hitch. Uh, I, you know, I, I feel guilty, like, promoting this book. or Because it's, like, number one, you know, seller. It's, it's a popular book, and it's like, you know, we always talk about a lot of indie stuff and, you know, other smaller books and everything. But God damn it. I just like this book, and it's just, I know it's a guilty pleasure. I know it's not, like, you know, really intelligent writing, necessarily. Not that it's bad at writing, it's good, but it's all, like, it's not, it's not. It's not going to probe yeah, it's the, no, the it's not inner, Watchmen, you know, it's not deep. Ass. It's ass-kicking, that's right. It's just, it's all about the payoff. Millar knows how to set you up for 12 issues, or 11 issues, and then... Just pay it off in the end. You know, it's like, I, I, I'm I, sorry, but every once in a while, I just want to see the Hulk punch through somebody's face. I want to see Captain America be a dick and kick somebody's ass. I want to see Quicksilver run somebody so fast that their face melts. I just that want to really see cool. all that stuff. <laughs> and it's so, you know, it's so fanboyish of me, you know, sometimes, you know, when I'm reading it, it's just like, I. but you know what? It's just fun. It's just good and it's just a guilty pleasure of being able to see these characters that I grew up loving and being able to enjoy them all over again. Um, the art's just fantastic. You know, Millar is is a you know he, he he's probably going to end up writing TV because if you look at like the Ultimates, I mean it's both seasons, episodic, it's yeah. episodic. It's and every episode it's a hook, and, and but he does pay it off. He knows how to give you what you want in the end. And he does a great job of it. So and if you like Grey's Anatomy, you'll love Ultimates. Too. There you go. That's you know what I mean. That's and he the, knows that if the Hulk gets really pissed off and is in a fight, he's gonna rip someone's arm off and beat them. With right. It. Exactly. And 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 I want to see that once in a while. Not all the time, but once in a while. No, he does it good. He does. He does when it when good. he when he does things you good. Know, you know. And it's it's childish and you know and and whatever. Thing. But I don't care. I like it. Damn it. So, there you so go. Screw you. Iron Man disintegrating people from space. Stop oh, ruining drunk. it for people. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry. Uh, oh, that. and a certain blonde-haired god of thunder comes back. Yeah. But I won't tell you who. <laughs> the other blonde-haired <laughs> blonde <laughs> god of thunder. <gasps> uh, Mr. Caters, what uh, you got this week? I'm picking Invincible. Uh, issue 35 
I believe. Did I don't anybody get their of. face punched off? No, no one did. Damn. I picked a book that has lots of talking in it. <laughs> no, I picked. Talkie, a, talkie. I wanted to pick Invincible because uh, I want to say that Robert Kirkman does a great job of making a book that's actually worth $2.99. There's a lot of talking in it, but it was very interesting. Um, good example of you can have interesting things happen without action. He has the letters page, which is always a treat, and the backup story, Capes, is fantastic with heroes fighting the villain Chronodile, which is a giant crocodile from the past, dressed up like an Egyptian. So that's it. <laughs> I loved it. It was great. I just wanted to draw attention to something. That Invincible is a fun series. Yeah. I, I am one that, that picks it up in trades. That's how I started reading it. I buy and the hardcovers. I just kind of conditioned myself does, to read that. He does trades. a good job of making, if you buy the single issues, it's worth buying the single issue. That's, and that's cool. Yeah. That's a good thing to do. And not enough books do that. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I've had, I've had the, kind of the same argument with another Kirkman book, and that's uh, Walking Dead. I have people that tell me, oh, I, I read Walking Dead in trades. I'm like, oh, I can't imagine waiting, waiting for that. I have to have it every it, That is time one of the few out. books that I yeah. wait for. And as soon as I see it came out, that's like he, the first book that he I does read. The, le- the letters pages are key, you know, like <laughs> three pages of letters. Well, sure, but they, I, I, I talk to people that read Invincible every issue, and they're like, yeah. I can't imagine waiting yeah. for it because I, I love like reading each the single issue. issue so much. Yeah, I'm going to step way out and go really, it's really crazy this week, so it's probably something that no one has ever heard of. <laughs> uh, Excuse me. Yeah, uh, Amazing Spider-Man number 335. 535. Guys, oh, Who does that? I'm reading it. Oh, you're right. It is 535. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is a back issue I read. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is the, uh, the Amazing Spider-Man Civil War tie-in from this last uh, month. Uh, a lot of mainstream books came out for me. I, I usually It's like all I got this week was yeah. mainstream stuff. I got like no... About eight copies of um, Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah, you know, shush, I, I, usually, I usually have a much more even split in my books. Although I do have a notable mention when you're done, so... Okay. Uh, I, I, I lo- love Daredevil this Something. week. Uh, Captain America was a lot of fun. But Spider-Man and, and actually Ultimates were the two that I felt like, oh... That that's a moment. That's something I'm going to remember this issue for. And a lot of people have, in the in the whole Civil War series have been talking about how some characters they they don't understand their motivation or they feel like they're being written out of how those characters. That's not my Iron yeah. Man. Yeah, that, that's not my read. <laughs> As I'm doing that a lot this and, episode, a lot of fake crying. And this this <laughs> issue of Spider-Man, I really felt like we finally got a Peter Parker that stopped and we and we've had it we've had it hinted to the last oh uh, civil war and and a couple other tie-ins but peter finally stops and says you know what enough this is not me I <gasps> what am i doing <laughs> but he didn't cry uh but he he makes that he makes that decision of i'm on the wrong side of this of this war and i've got to set it straight and he he confronts Stark about it leading up to this decision, and everyone that talks about oh spoiler t- warning t- t- Tony you know Tony wouldn't wouldn't act this way. I really felt like Straczynski spent time explaining why Tony Stark is doing this and how much he is in going through a lot of inner turmoil over it. So I felt like it really answered a lot of those character motivations, and there's uh, really the beginning of a really kick-ass fight scene in the end. So There you go. And I'm not spoiling that because it's on the cover, and I'm sorry, but if Peter doesn't think that 
Tony put a kill switch in that nice new nifty suit of his, he's getting ready to find out otherwise because there's no way that that Stark is gonna is gonna give him that suit and not be able to to turn it off. You would think. So we'll see. So that's my top of the stack. All right, I do have one notable mention. It was almost going to be my top of the stack, but I didn't finish reading it all the way, so I felt a little guilty. going to pick guilty. some really obscure um, indie work and make us feel horrible. No, not at all. It's not that obscure. It's it, it's from Zenoscope. No, it's from Zenoscope, and it's written by uh, a friend of ours, uh, Raven Gregory, oh. who used to, uh, writes The Gift, with pencils by Tommy Castillo. It's seven. Uh, book one, Gluttony. And this is basically, if you're familiar with the movie Seven with Brad Pitt and Morgan Freeman. Um, Kevin Spacey. Kevin Spacey, sorry. Uh, okay, do I have to go through the whole fucking cast <laughs> to talk about a comic book? Did you mention Morgan Freeman? Shut up. Anyway, uh, this is just a, it, it's, it's sort of a prequel. Um, if you know the book or the movie, David uh, Finch the first, that. yes. And the first, um, who is the key grip, Tom? Do you know that fucking name? Uh, <laughs> Let me go look. <laughs> Tom's off to the court. Anyway, uh, if you're familiar with the with the movie, uh, the first uh, body found is a gigantic obese man who was forced to eat himself to death. Um, and the film's Bravo. all about the seven deadly sins, blah, blah, blah. But this book is sort of the story leading up to his death. And, the story's and, in between. Yeah, the story's in between. And that's what this series is. Uh, from Zenoscope, and if you like the uh, the movie, I suggest the this book because I thought it did a really good job of sort of you know sort of blending the two and giving you a lot more information, um, but still having that feel of the movie. If you liked yeah. you know you know what they did with it and all the creepiness and sick you know just yeah. grotesque shit in that film, it, there's a lot of that same kind of stuff in the book. You know so. what would be cool is if they would have done an issue where like one of the punishments is someone who collects comic books and they had to choose between like a noose tied around their neck or stopping a torch from burning their like collection their favorite comic yeah <laughs> setting their long box on fire I think that uh, didn't they do that in the what was that other horror movie with the, with the clown guy that was uh, Saw no was it Saw they what's are. the one with the guy he had like you, you got like yeah it's Saw you know, you I got, a, you got a, like a giant bear trap <laughs> on your seesaw. on your head. <laughs> Son of a bitch. You got like a giant. Uh, I don't watch horror movies. You got a bear trap on your head, uh-huh. and it's got a lock on it, and the the key is behind your eye. So you can either get killed by a bear trap, or you have to dig your own eye out to. Uh, yeah, that's the. Uh, that, oh, I love that shit. Anyway, uh, so that was my notable mention. All right, there's our top <laughs> question. Of the everyone should answer once. Uh, in the uh, <laughs> all right, guys, uh, we've got some mail. Great. Oh, my God. You've got mail. You bastards. That was just clever. I love Thanks, that sound clip. All right, guys. The first voicemail is from our our first female frapper. Oh, yeah. she. Uh, we challenged her. I challenged her. I called her out. I said, come on, leave us a voicemail. And she did. So. She did it. Way to go. Crystal. Here we go. Hi, my name is Krista Krakowiak. Um, I am a real girl. You guys wanted me to call, so I'm calling. I was the first one on the Frapper page. Um, let's see. I like to read Ultimate Spider-Man, um, a bunch of Marvel stuff. Um, Mary Jane loves Spider-Man. I'm a girl, and girls read that. Girls. <laughs> girly. Um, I like The Walking Dead um, and Why the Last Man. That's really good. Um, 
it's awesome because he's a pet monkey in Thomas the Greek. He loves monkeys and <laughs> so do I. I'm a big animal person. Plus she knows um, I'm loving Civil War right now. It's All women know. going pretty good. <laughs> I don't know what for once, for once. Um, yeah. you didn't know that's it. See you later. Bye. <laughs> well, all right. Thank, Thank you, Krista. Krista. That was awesome. All right. Uh, now who do I get to call out? That dude from Tokyo. Leave us another vo- or leave us a yeah, voicemail. Yeah, leave us a voicemail. Damn it. Come Ocean. on. All right. Ocean. All right. Uh, Let's see if that works. We got a, turtles go uh, down. It's weird. I, yeah, I don't know what that means. All the way Like Raphael. Is that tentacle Is it like Raphael porn? Is that some sort of <laughs> All right, guys, we've got uh, another listener email. Turtle on turtle uh, I guess I'll read it. It says, Around Comics, guys, I wanted to email all of you and let you know that I really enjoy your podcast. I just now finished the second part of the John Byrne interview and loved it. Byrne's been an incredible influence on me when I was growing up as far as, as, far as the comics Jeez. I read. I've not kept up with his work as much over the last few years, but uh, that I just can't read everything I want Thanks to my comic budget. Gosh, I'm yeah, really so want, I wanted that, to introduce. I'll, I'll do part two. Okay, I wanted go. to also introduce my site to all of you. Comic Addiction. <laughs> www.comicaddiction.com. I've been reviewing comics for five to six years now on various sites like Paperback Reader, Comics Extreme. No, it's Comic Stream. Oh, okay. Comics Fan and a few solo reviews here. And there. I opened Comic Addiction at the beginning of July and I'm slowly getting back into the swing of reviewing comics. I heard at the end of your podcast about the potential of being on the podcast as a panelist. I don't know how you guys decide on that, but I thought I would at least introduce myself and start posting some over at your site, and maybe a year or, down the, year or more down the road get a chance to talk to you guys about comics. It takes at least a year. <laughs> We're booked for a We're year. We're booked for a year. We have this seven-year-old kid. Chris Parton. He's Chris looking Parton. really good right now. Check out. <laughs> He's lined up. He's That's on a comic, Comicaddiction.com. Oh, com. Thank, thank you, Chris. Uh, should we do one more uh, voicemail? Sure. All right. This is uh, Esteban 89's triumphant Again? return to. I sure uh, hope he is. This guy's doing got the same some spare gimmick. time, man. <laughs> he should start a podcast. Hey, around this is Stephen Cohen, aka Esteban 89, calling once again. Uh, I wasn't sure if you got my last two uh, messages because my buddy said. He thought he pressed a race, but he wasn't sure. Liar, so you know we got it. We thought, we thought, we all thought that I should come, <laughs> call you again. Pull the bong out, we're dude. We're at the motherfucking Virgin Music Festival featuring the Who, the Red Hot Chili Peppers, Miles Barkley. And uh, you guys are probably jealous. And uh, I just wanted to say that. Greg Rucka's tight, and uh, just hoping you guys could tell him that for me. Oh shit! We when <laughs> you talk to him, because oh, maybe next it's time. My personal opinion. So, um, no, yeah. Um, so, have a good day. I know I will. Uh, I like you already. In about an hour. And we are getting sufficiently wake and bake, dude. Quote unquote prepared <laughs> to have a good one. And I'll talk to you guys later. I love that guy. <laughs> Whoa! Oh, that's fun.
What the hell was that? Had a little Afghan wigs come on there. Oh, nice. Sorry. I thought she was I think you should call us from the hospital when all this hard living catches up to you. Hey, guys, I'm in rehab. Guys, I'm in rehab. X-Men was really tight this week. I, I like that. Oh, Jones and Hart. Keep leaving us messages, yes, dude. Every, every time you get fucked up, just call us. <laughs> we'll call. Um, we need it. We need all right, it I got so an email bad. I want to read. Uh, this one was directed to Tom. Yes. Hey, Tom. Yes. If the Jay Garrick Flash leaves Keystone City at 2 p.m. traveling 170 miles per hour, and the Wally West Flash leaves Opal City at 1:37 p.m. traveling 160 miles per hour, how long will it take? <laughs> How long will it take Marvel's production department to retouch the breasts in an issue of Dracula Lives to make it suitable for publication in the Essential line? Your pal, Steve Bryan. It takes exactly the speed of a $1 bill <laughs> to get them to change that. It's all about the money. <laughs> oh, God. Thank you, Steve. Thanks, Steve. And Bye, Athena Voltaire. All right, guys. Uh, I think that's a wrap. <sighs> we get to go For home. now. For now. You guys well, it have, is, it you is have no idea. Thursday now, so we got to start this all again tomorrow. <laughs> I got a beard. <laughs> I'm just sleeping here. I'm sleeping all here. All right, guys. I uh, want to thank uh, um, everyone today. Greg Rucka. Absolutely amazing. Absolutely. Uh, we've got a couple announcements here. I uh, want to remind everyone yeah, that... Maybe uh, not amazing. Uh, Amazing's a strong word. Brilliant. Brilliant, man. Uh, Strong. We're members of the Comics Podcast Network. <laughs> it's got a lot of uh, check out the uh, the Comics Podcast Network at comicspodcast.com. Most of them are here. Yes, there's tons of them all there's over There's tons the place. of loud people here. Uh, <laughs> just so everyone is aware, we post next week's topics on Tuesdays at our forum at aroundcomics.com. The forum was amazing, as always, this week. You guys are, are fantastic. We love uh, you. September contest. This will be the last week for the Do contest. It. Participate. We announce another one. Uh, that is uh, sponsored by Dark Tower, by the way. The prize for that, which we didn't mention at the beginning, is a prize pack from Dark Tower. $25 worth <laughs> of stuff. <laughs> Including Big Bang Comics no, number 10. That's mine. <laughs> that's mine. And if you want to know what Big Bang Comics number 10, why that's important, listen on Thursday. That's right. Uh, the Listener LCS Challenge, Podcast Alley, iTunes Music Reviews. Uh, everyone, please help us out there. We really appreciate that. Um, YouBuyNow.com. Thank you to you guys. Tom, Sal, as always, a pleasure. Everyone, have a fantastic week. We'll be back again next Monday, actually this Thursday, with another full-length episode. I never thought we'd do it. (laughs) In the meantime, we'll be everywhere in... And around. Thursday evening. If you would like to suggest a topic, send us your comments, or are interested in becoming a panel member, email us at info at aroundcomics.com, or visit the Contact Us section of our website. For that and the latest in comics news and opinions, go to www.aroundcomics.com. Music for this show provided by the Podshow Podsafe Music Network, music.podshow.com. Thank you for listening today, and remember to join us next week where the panel will change, but our mission stays the same, bringing you the best in discussion, news, and reviews in and around comics. <laughs>